Hello, welcome to Zone Out, a podcast where we examine the capitalist city and how the democratic socialist city could supplant it. My name is Rin, she, they, but you already knew all this because if you're listening to this, it means you're a patron of the show. Thank you so much for your support. It means the world, the moon, the sun, Jupiter, just the entire fourth grade solar system mobile to me. Truly, it does. In the last public episode of Zoned Out, I brought up The Tragedy of the Commons, a 1968 essay published in the journal Science by eugenicist and UC Santa Barbara professor Garrett Hardin. Hardin died in 2003, so he is no longer with us. Rest in PP. This episode is not going to be a well-tempered rebuttal of the essay. It started out that way, but the reality is, is that the more you learn about the guy and dig into the essay, the harder it is to not dismiss his work as crackpot lunacy. And honestly, I feel like that's the approach that needs to be taken with people like this. You'll get the logical responses to the arguments in this episode for sure, but I'm not going to pretend that these ideas are worth maintaining intellectual decorum for. Hardin was, to put it plainly, a racially paranoid loon. He was a fervent supporter of anti-immigration policies and a white nationalist serving on the boards of the Federation for Immigration Reform and the Social Contract Press. I'll leave it to you to do your own research on those organizations, but I'll give you a snippet of one of Social Contract's articles from 2017, just to make sure you know this isn't hyperbole. Quote, while Americans are now quite aware of the dangers illegal aliens from Mexico and Central America pose to all of us who use this nation's roads and highways, Most are unlikely aware that there is a genetic component at work in every alcohol-fueled crash caused by one of these invaders. Just to be clear, that was not a quote from Garrett Hardin, but rather just from an article from the publication that he was on the board of. Not great. Also, give a listen to this 1990 interview clip to see if he sounds like any former presidents. In other words, immigration from one nation to another isn't going to be the answer. It's, It's never a solution. Not, not to overpopulation. Maybe a solution of other sorts if you can get rid of the ones you don't want, as Castro did when he sent his 200,000 people in one week's time. He got rid of a lot of people he didn't want to know. We helped solve his problems and by taking them on in our own country, and we're still suffering from that, the large number of people in jails, because he sent us his worst people, not his best. When Mexico sends its people, they're not sending their best. Hardin also signed Mainstream Science on Intelligence, a letter signed by 52 academics in support of the 1994 book The Bell Curve, which essentially argued through the use of quote-unquote empirical evidence that race influences intelligence and that black and Hispanic people are generally less intelligent than white, Asian, and Jewish people. In his last book, The Ostrich Factor, published in 1999, Hardin would argue that everybody should have to carry an identity card, quote, put a stop toward America's race toward multiculturalism, and that there should be coercive limits on an individual's quote, unqualified reproductive freedom. That second quibble that he has uh, is very important to understanding the tragedy of the commons, so we'll talk about that a lot more, but basically what that means is uh, some people shouldn't be allowed to have children, or at least as many children as they want, and the government should take action to prevent people from having children and uh, The government should select who gets to have children. What does that look like historically? Forced sterilization, forced abortions, and other gross invasions of bodily autonomy, among other violent measures. 
I'm bringing all this up about Hardin because you can't understand the tragedy of the commons without understanding all of this. His racism doesn't show up in overt ways in this paper, but his eugenicist worldview nevertheless informs the paper from start to finish. This reason alone makes it concerning that this paper has had such lasting purchase across academia, politics, and culture since he published it. Pretty sure there's a bird right outside my window right now. I don't have the setup to do anything about that, but anyway. Enjoy a bird singing its song from its heart.